Welcome to episode 15 of Article 23, your podcast all about work. James Hancock here, and I'm joined by Rhonda Brighton Hall on my left. Hi, great to be here. You couldn't see that. But look, today... (laughs) (laughs) Joking, we we hang out quite a lot. Uh, Today, though, we've got a very special guest to my right. We've got Jason Witte. Hello. Hello. Now, look, let me give the proper intro, Jason. Jason is an HR exec at CBA. He's also a finalist in the recent Australian LGBTI Awards for very, Diversity Champion of the Year. Very well-deserved honour. Massively deserved. Um, and he's an expert in many areas, including diversity and inclusion. And let's do the drum roll. <laughs> That's our best. Um, we inflexible work. And that is the topic for today. Thanks for being here, Jason. I'm so excited to be here today. What a wonderful introduction. <laughs> and next time I'll bring a drum. Thank you. <laughs> you clearly need it. Thank too. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now, we do know tomorrow, the 22nd of May, is Flexible Working Day. And Jason, you and we as one are very, very proud national ambassadors for that day. Incredibly proud. Could not be more excited about what is a really important day. Yes. So, Flexible Work Day started in 2017. So, I've been running for a few years now and was originally launched by the wonderful Vanessa van der Hoek. Yes. Perfect pronunciation. Having lived in the Netherlands for a couple of years, <laughs> perfect pronunciation of her own. Nessa will like that. I, I'm <laughs> and, glad and, she will. <laughs> and she's a wonderful person. She's, a she's an absolutely wonderful person. person. I mean, you couldn't meet somebody more passionate about making a real difference for people yeah. and really enabling managers to be able to do this in a really meaningful way. Beautiful so, role model. She's really good. Amazing. And what Vanessa wanted to achieve through Flexible Workday was to firstly move forward this very slow, pesky discussion we've been having for Flex for the last 50 years, 100 years, long time. 350 mm. years at least. Feels like it. Progress <laughs> is too slow. Um, and she also wanted us to sort of start tackling flexism. So the discrimination that people feel because of the way that they're observed at work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're two massive agendas. Yeah, they're huge. And I think we should move into the details. So let's go to why flexible work matters. Uh, oh gosh, don't get me started. <laughs> I, it I does get... say don't get Rhonda started <laughs> in the notes. But let's get started. Let's yeah. get started anyway. <laughs> so quick recap, and I promise, promise I'll be quick and not too boring. Um, we designed this five-day week, eight hours a day way of working in the 1860, not surprisingly, in what was the Geneva Working Man's Convention. Mm. And then recently, we've made it work by adding more and more hours, constant connectivity to that. So we're now working insane amount of hours and an insane way in a mm. structure that doesn't work with life. Yeah. It just doesn't work with all the other things we have in our life. Yeah. And so anyone who doubts that this way of working is problematic should read Jeff Pfeffer's fantastic book from last year called Dying for a Paycheck. Quite Absolutely. A, quite a dire time. <laughs> 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 dire. People look at you on the train when you're reading that. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, but he talks quite um, statistically yeah. and also quite emotionally with some great stories about the human cost of working this way. It is incredibly high. It is such a bad way to work. And frankly, as we look forward and start to think about the future of work, we have to do better. And we absolutely can because this is so bad. Yeah. And look, a couple of other data points on this one. So I think um, both from Bankwest Curtin Economic Centre, one is the future of work report that we reference um, a fair bit. One is about just the pattern of work in Australia. And basically, we are rapidly and at a really quick pace moving to a four-day working week. Week And there's a bit of a myth around that, which says that it's only for um, female employees. Actually, the trend line for that shows the pace of that happening at exactly the same running in parallel for um, both male and female employees. Yeah, which is great to see. Which is key. And, and I think there's next generation of guys coming through. Yeah. 
um, we're starting to see their muscle flexibility at the same rate as their partners too, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And we want to go to miss. The only other one I was going to throw in the mix to the FEFA one is the fact that our, or the Happy Workers Report, also done with Bank West Curtin Economic Centre, shows that there's absolutely diminishing return on happiness once you hit a certain amount of hours per week. I and I can't know. believe we missed it. That's I, huge. It, I know. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. true. Mm. It is one of the two detracting ones. Yeah. And it's actually, as soon as you got over 37.6, is That's that right? That's right, yeah. yeah. 37.6 yeah. hours a week, you start to be less happy. Yeah. However important you are, work gets less happy. It's really interesting. Yeah. Let's bust some myths, Let's though. bust some yeah. myths. Let's bust some more myths. And I think picking it. up on <laughs> um, thinking about the gender approach to flexibility. Yeah. That one myth is that, well, flex is just about mums and caring responsibilities. Yes. Yeah. That is a myth. Jason, we were talking <laughs> earlier about the mental health of people balancing work. I'd love to hear your views on that. Well, it's really interesting that you think about we're in a world where everyone is always connected, we're always switched on. Mm. If there's that feeling that we always need to be available for work, then where does that leave the rest of our lives? Yeah. The ability to work flexibly in a way that suits you and your business means that you're going to have a much higher state of mental mm. health and well-being mm. because you're able to meet all of your life goals. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. wonder if we do that very well. So I think that's right. You absolutely say, I need to be available all the time for work, but do you go back the other way and say something like, I need to always be available for my family or I need to always be available for whatever it is that's important to you? And I, 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 I wonder. I would say probably not. Exactly. It's an issue. Second myth. Mm. If you offer, offer flexibility, everyone's going to take it up. It's just going to be a nightmare. It's going to be all too hard. You hear this a lot. Yeah, you, you hear do. This a lot. And often it comes down to really, when you say, what's so hard? Like, what is mm. so hard? And it'll come down to some really obscure point like, oh, if I have two employees in job share as opposed to one employee, I have to do two conversations about performance every yeah. year or something like that. And you're going, really? That's what it is? A 45-minute yeah. chat over a cup of coffee and you can't go on? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody did want to talk to your employees. <laughs> <laughs> That is a pretty small <laughs> one, Seems like a it? big problem, that one, then. Yeah, yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, and there will be people who flexibility has not actually got anything to do with them not being in the office five days a week. Yeah. For no. some people, that works. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And I think it's also, I think it will be the way we all work. Yeah. Like, one of the things that's really interesting about that one is that when we look again at that yeah. Bankwest Curtin Economic Centre Future of Work report, yeah. is what it shows is the actual people who work more flexibly yeah. are actually the bosses. Yeah, that's that right. just blow your mind? Like it was the that's people right. leaders who actually have people that they're leading <laughs> yeah. that said, yeah, I can work flexibly. So that's like this myth that you need to be present all the time if you're a manager. But yeah, actually, it's... they're the people who have most freedom yeah. and they take up more flexibility than anybody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Increased and... flexibility equals decreased outcome. Mm. That's yes, another one. Good work flexibility, it's all going to stop and we're not going to do what we need to do. Well, we... <laughs> This is always really funny, and I mean, you, there are a lot of different studies around this, but one that I particularly liked um, was a recent Stanford University study in China where they looked at 16,000 workers mm. over 10 months. Yeah. And That's what a they, good sample size. Yeah. It is in Australia. <laughs> they, they took it very seriously. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot of people. Yeah. Those who worked flexibly in that workforce were 13% more productive than those who didn't. Um, were more satisfied with work and engaged and took less sick leave. So, bonus, bonus, bonus. Yeah. I know. I know. And a little downside. Said, there's so many research reports that talk about productivity increase of flexi people who work flexibly. And I think part of it is that working flexibly 
actually takes really good self-discipline and self-management, yeah. which basically means that good employees work flexibly well. And so yeah. that's a really nice correlation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. There's the old, oh, flexibility is bad for business. Mm. Yes. And we've talked about that. If you get productivity, you get mental well-being. You get engaged workers. You get all the things that you look at when you go, is your business running well? And it's all yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you get people balancing their lives better, yeah. being happier outside of work. Exactly. I don't think we need to say anything else. On no, the line. I no. think it works let's, for everybody. And that's actually a theme of Vanessa van der Hoek's uh, Flex Working Day is it works for everybody. And I think it's a great theme. Yeah. Um, next it. thing, a policy will change everything. You just put the policy in, it's all good. Who is the last person you think that's looked at your HR policy? <laughs> I've actually never met a person who's read HR policy. Do people no. actually read them? No. I maybe maybe so. someone in workplace relations, they got to rewrite them and re-upload I know. them. There was a dispute. Yeah. <laughs> like um, but what James and I had the pleasure, mm. we went to the RE Diversity and Inclusion Conference Friday before last, and the South Australian Police presented yeah. on their flexible work program, which we know well and is, is an excellent example of people doing it really well. And one of the things that Linda Fellows, who's the Assistant Commissioner in SAPOL, mentioned, they have moved from managing on policies and managing on principles. Yeah. So it's a very different way of thinking about leading people. And I think that's a perfect example. It's not about the policy. It's yeah. about the principle and the way you want your workforce to work, the way you want to lead. Yeah, I think that's right. And that's a good um, segue into a bit about language as well. So I think, um, you know, we always want to give people principles to give them something to help understand how to make these conversations with people better. But on the language side of things, what about one we hear often in corporates and larger organizations, the difference between all roles flex and if not, why not? Yeah. What is that? What does it mean? Does it, does I'm trying to work so it out. Ago, like all roles flex started with Telstra back in yeah. 2012. Yeah. And if not, why not tends to now be the way that we talk about it. What's your mm. thoughts on that, Jason? Well, all roles flex is good, but I think for a lot of people it's, a little bit too broad they're not quite sure what to do with that yeah. whereas if not why not encourages a really deep amount of thinking and a, and a really constructive conversation yeah. to actually understand what those work and personal needs are so i think that evolution is quite powerful yeah. from a an empowerment point of view yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a discussion which yeah is cool. and one sounds like ft and role and position numbers on the left on the or else flex one sorry and if not why not sounds like have a think about it before, yeah. come with the right mindset from both or groups talking about it and let's work out why we can't do it. The reality is we probably can. Yeah. And it sounds like that in the language. I think that's important. Yeah, yeah. and talking to people like Safehold and others that are mm. doing flexibility well and have been doing it for a little while, they talk a lot about this role of leader. So certainly there's self-accountability, self-discipline management of the employee themselves or ourselves, but equally at a leader, if you can't lead flexibly now like remote mm. mixed hours mixed arrangements mixed yeah. contracts you'll be hard pressed to lead in the future i mean there's just so much variety coming into the way that we think about work and the way that people want to work mm. um i think as you know i think it's coming and if you can't do it as a leader you'll be sort of left a bit lame yeah Ooh. and i think that goes through and we talk about it a fair bit about generational shift and different ways of working and new ways of thinking and the whole mixture of things we'll see in the workforce but basically i think as um, generations keep rolling into the workforce, it's just, it's not gonna, they're gonna be wondering why we're talking about this topic, I think. They're just not used to it. The way that they're 
they work, study, learn, everything else is just is flexible. flexible. Uh, that reminds me actually when you said that. When I worked, I, I've always worked in global companies and when I came back and worked for an Australian company, I had this really funny experience because when you work globally, the day is 24 hours and yeah. depending on where you're on the planet, you just work your bit of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden I've come to Australia I used to get these text messages and phone calls first thing in the morning from people saying things like, my bus is delayed or um, I'm caught on the bridge in my bus or whatever yeah. it happened to be. I'm like, what do you want me to do? Come pick you up? Like, I really didn't know what to do with that. But it was just this discipline around everybody starts at nine o'clock mm. as opposed to everybody starts at whatever time happens to work for them, which yeah. in a global company is much more normal. It's a whole yeah. mindset about it. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And if there's one top tip I could leave you with and something that everyone can control is the one thing around flexibility and people that are working in different locations that are on the video conference or on the phone, um, when you finish up that call, don't then continue the conversation in the corridor outside the room. Yeah. So thinking about making sure you keep everyone included. And that's something we can all do this flexible work day. Yeah, that's a really easy Let's do that. Yep, we've got 60 seconds at, at most to go and then no conversations <laughs> afterwards, but I'm, I'm joking. Awesome point, and I think we're going to put that into place um, for sure. So, look, great conversation. Jason, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, wishing, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, wishing everyone a great um, flexible work day tomorrow. And please, for Article 23, make sure you tune in again next week. You know how you can do that, all the channels. Um, look, next week we're going to be talking about one of the hardest HR deliverables. And one of the most fun. Most fun, most challenging, fun. intellectually um, exciting, I guess, as well, is strategic workforce planning. Um, and we've got another fantastic guest from Melbourne, yes, Deb, Deb, Deb Glabowski, um, who's an awesome HR executive. Um, so look, like us, download um, from SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. You'll never miss an episode that way. Thanks for being with us, everyone.